Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 92 of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of opinions. Opinions, ladies and gentlemen, 92. We're rounding that 100 mark, We're getting man. there, man. We're almost Ooh, there. We're almost there. It's exciting. It's Ooh. exciting. The fact I'm, that we've done this for almost 100 days is almost a little surreal. Well, we knew we would get to this point. We knew we would, but... But being here is definitely kind of crazy. Well, it's one of those things, and we've talked about it a little bit before, where podcasting has become just such a part of our daily routine anymore yep. that it's like... It's just like, oh, yeah, well, of course we're almost at 100 days. You know, it's just that's what we do every day. What's crazier, honestly, to me is that it's only 100. Like, it yes, fe- it feels it feels like longer. we've been doing this for like a year now. Yeah. And uh, no, just just over three months. Yeah. Damn. Chugging along. Really excited to see where we are. February 9th, man, of 2020. Oh, well, we have a lot in store. We do have it's a lot in store. It's just a matter of getting it together. I, I think... Um, I think after the year mark, I think once we are getting up to that year mark, we're going to be kind of the entire channels, I think, is going to be in like a const, like a more plateaued state. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once we get all the projects up that we want. Yeah. But I mean, just as far as even deciding at that point, like how we want to go about the projects, what projects we're doing that are going to be consistent at the time. Well, so so far, all we've really mastered is podcasting. Hey, that's still you know, mastering something. We did. We've, we've done pretty good with it. Uh, oh, Harley's here with us today. <laughs> the local millennial cat. The local millennial cat. <laughs> um, no, but we've we've done good with the podcasting, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, ultimately, we want to have a good handful of different things going on. Yeah. So we'll we'll get good at each of those things. It just takes a while. It just takes a while. It's been fun, and, though. Uh, you know, we've been busy at our other jobs, too. You know, Yes, that's... Has been taking time away. That, <laughs> yes, for sure. And that's one thing I think, you know, just... It does good for us to keep in mind. Because so the day that we put out our podcast about just kind of the update that ended up being the Hardly Millennial update, right? Yeah. Was <laughs> that Kyle texts me the next day. Shout oh. out to you, Kyle, yeah, once we again. Love Kyle. How's it going, man? <laughs> and, you know, and he was telling me too, you know, just, almost just kind of reassuring, you know, through the mishaps we've had through this, where he was like, remember, dude, when you watch people like, posting videos every day on youtube and vlogging every day and stuff like that like those are people where that's their job yeah that's true they're not they don't have another job on the side that they're doing that's what they do now you know right and i think that's sometimes something we like lose sight of like oh yeah well i have a day job it's like don't hate me too much guys well i mean from the beginning we've tried to look at it as if we already have you know ten thousand followers absolutely and i try to put out that quality from the beginning but it's – I don't want to say it's a rude awakening when you start doing it, mm-hmm. but it definitely puts into perspective how much work it is to yes. run a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. like to our standards, the way that we feel it should be run. Yes. Um, I totally understand now why people start a YouTube channel and then will just like go rogue for a few months yeah, or only sure. put out content once a week mm-hmm. or – I used to really think like, man, they must just not care that much about yeah. their channel, especially if they have a couple thousand, like 2000 followers, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't you push, you know? And 
now I realize, well, you know, they're teachers and doctors and yeah. lawyer. Like, they do shit on the outside. That's true. A lot of YouTubers do. I mean, we, you know, there are people out there who, you know, because we live in a day and age now where people, you know, you know, we thought this when we were older. But kids now, you know, are saying, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up, right? You yeah. Know? And that's not a far-fetched thing to think. I mean, it's the no, whole reason why, you know, we're in this. It's the new small business. Yeah, absolutely. But – what I think people don't understand when they watch a lot of these YouTubers that they follow and they like is the ones out there who just do YouTube as a job. That's a very small percentage of the YouTube content cre- creators community, you yes. know, because you have a lot of YouTube channels out there that just as you said, it could be a doctor, you know, analyzing the, or the perfect one that we've watched a few times, the lawyer that watches like court scenes in movies yeah, man. and then says, you know, what was done right, what was done incorrect, this would never awesome. happen. Yeah, it's really yeah. fun to watch. But obviously this guy is a lawyer, you know, when For he's sure. not making YouTube channels. And a lot of people out there, uh, like Justin, who follows a lot of like animal owners, you know, people specialize in certain animals. It's like, yeah, they post stuff on YouTube, but they have jobs, you know, they, they have outside jobs. That's how they're able to get all this stuff. It's not all just like sponsors. There's only so many people that can sponsor, you know, certain content. Yeah. It's a, it's a very small portion of people who are able to do it full time. Yeah. And just focus on that. Uh, I mean, that's where we all want to get to, though, right? That's where we that's, all want to get to. It's a journey. Goal. If that fucking bottle pops one more time, I swear, <laughs> it's bugging the shit out of me. We have like this bottle on the table with water in it, mm-hmm. and it keeps just magically popping. It's true. It does. Um, well, I'm going to throw it off the table stop. if it does it again. No, it's my water. Don't do that. <laughs> I need this. I need to stay hydrated. Well, keep it quiet. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bottle. Jeez. <laughs> so did you know... I just read this uh, today. Did you know Jeff Bezos is uh, dipping his hand in the space industry? Yeah, well, he has been for a while. Has he? Yeah. This is the first I've heard of it. What has he done in the past? Um, he the same company. What's it called? It's not Virgin. It's uh, what's his what's what's the company name that you just read about? I was just oh, outside oh, reading Amazon. about it. Also, Amazon. I know. What's his moon company? What's the? Oh, it literally says it in the. I forget the name of it. Uh. It, it, this is a very small article, and it does not say. Uh, there's Virgin, there's SpaceX, and then there's his. Anyway, yeah, he wants to go to the moon. But he's been he's been in the in the space gig for a little while though. He's one of the three dudes who's been who's been doing it. There's Elon Musk. There's uh, Bronson who has Virgin, mm-hmm. Richard Bronson, and then there's Bezos, and he has. Uh, Whatever his his, thing his is. fucking thing. Well, I don't know why I can't remember it. It's oh no, super, it, like, it's very popular. The, like I said, this doesn't say what the what that company is, but it he, did. He just say, showed off a uh, lunar lander. Today, yeah, that's exactly, a moon lander. that's exactly what I just read today. Yeah, and, th- and like I said, uh, this is the first I've heard of him even being into the whole space thing in general. Oh yeah, no, but, he wants to launch. I think twenty twenty four is when he's planning. Yeah, 
Yeah, and they have he like, wouldn't be able to do it a few years from now if he had just started. Yeah, like he's, oh, yeah, he's been doing it for a few years already. Well, I didn't know if it was something he was doing like behind shut doors, wasn't like you know advertising or telling people about, and then all because in this article too, it talks about like the press conference where he revealed the doubt. It wasn't even like live streamed or anything like that. It was a very private, you know, intimate press conference, and then he put out the footage later. So I thought it was like one of those kind of things. Well, I know his one of his philosophies is that um, big things start small. Mm-hmm. Is he's he's very much that kind of minded person. So, oh, Blue Origin, Blue Origin, Blue Origin. Thank is the you, name. thank you. Oh, bugging the shit out of me. Yeah, I had so there was up. kind of an untold. There was a little bit of a of a race between Blue Origin, uh, Virgin, and uh, SpaceX okay. for um, like orbital. Um, what, what, when you go visit places, you do tourism uh-huh. for tourism in space. You know, so Isn't they want to uh, kind of like leading that. He's race kicking right ass now? in it. He has a pretty good track record. He has like a spaceport he's building in like New Mexico right now, isn't he? And he's like designed yeah, the plane. Yeah, so that's I would to... say as far as the industry leader of space, it's probably still SpaceX, mm-hmm. um, just because they already have a lot of the industry needed. They already have the platforms. They right. already have the rockets. They have actually very special, um, um, like super heavy rockets. I think is what they call them. That mm-hmm. they actually developed. That that only they use. Mm. Uh, they they also developed the um, like when the rockets re-enter the orbit. Uh-huh. He, Elon Musk figured out. Well, he didn't figure out, but a scientist figured out how <laughs> right. to land it on a platform. Yeah, but I that platform that can also be floating out in the ocean mm-hmm. he failed a shit ton of times but he was able to actually make a rocket land on a platform that was floating in the ocean it's oh, fucking um, crazy so he figured out basically how to recycle rockets mm-hmm. so yeah elon musk spacex i would say that they're definitely the industry leaders yeah but virgin has an awesome record dude he's kicking ass yeah he well, had one that blew up and i think a uh, a test pilot died mm-hmm. and that was kind of a big deal and he kind of slowed down for a while right um and that that kind of allowed spacex to push ahead a little mm. um i do think there was an incident like that where one of his test pilots died well i i had missed i had misspoken earlier it's not that bronson's leading in like space tourism but he's leading in like a faster way of travel right now because that's i think what the whole thing in uh new mexico is the spaceport where it's this plane that will take you literally to like the the lowest level of the atmosphere and mm-hmm. just kind of float there basically yeah. And then you, so it was like you can get from here to England in like yeah. four hours or some shit. So like that. So you would call that more like avionics, <laughs> yeah, okay, um, which would be more like like airplanes and shit, right? Except his airplanes, um, like you said, don't necessarily use as much engine. They use a lot more of going up and coming down and riding right. those currents. Yeah. So yes, I would agree. So um, I think he's Virgin is much more kind of avionics stuff. leader. Yeah. And SpaceX is much more the like actual interstellar rocket travel. ship yeah. leader. SpaceX is very focused on Mars. Mm-hmm. They're they're almost in my opinion tunnel visioned on it, but whatever. I I think you're right in saying um, that. He insists on going to Mars, which is cool. So it seems that Bezos is not trying to compete to race to get to Mars. But trying it seems, to get us on the moon again. Yeah, Bezos yeah. is very interested in the moon mm-hmm. and building a moon base and that kind, of, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so you have three different billionaires all kind of uh, 
in the same industry, but, but going after different things. different things. Which I think is actually the best way to do it, really. Well, why would they know? compete with each other yeah, when they exactly. can all make money in different things? And it would, and then it's funny because then you have NASA that's just kind of there anymore. Well, know? NASA is the government entity for yeah. space. So NASA doesn't actually launch any of its own rockets anymore. Right. Um, we stopped doing that a few years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, now NASA uh, astronauts were going up with Russian astronauts when mm-hmm. the Russians would launch. Yeah. Um, I believe, I personally think that NASA has a lot of interest in companies like SpaceX and Virgin and Blue Origin because it brings the space industry back to America. Yeah. We can launch back from our platforms in New Mexico and Florida, things like that. Mm-hmm. But it takes all the expense away from the government. It right. privatizes it. Mm-hmm. And America is super duper into privatizing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what we're all about. We don't like government in our shit owning stuff. Right. Um, so well, it's actually genius. You know, they subsidize these companies to be able to uh, bring the industry back home. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, that's exactly what Bezos is doing with this uh, Blue Origin, Blue Origin. Uh, lunar uh, lander. Yeah. Because, he, uh, because it's stated in this article that he's working with NASA about getting that lunar lander to the moon. Yes. So, so NASA still is a funded entity. It still gets um, taxpayer dollars. Uh-huh. And they still have scientists, and they still have laboratories, and their, their launch pads. Like, all the industry that they built is still there. Right. And the people still work for it. Um, we just They just don't actively launch their own rockets into space anymore. Right. Uh, so they have these companies who kind of do that for them. Mm-hmm. But those scientists still work with these companies. Um, they share knowledge. They share whenever, you know, SpaceX comes up with these new kind of rockets, these new ideas, they're kind of entitled to share those ideas with the government. Right. You know, in case the government wants to make military shit out of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's in everyone's best interest. It's it's awesome. I yeah. think we should be focused on space. Yeah, me too. I can't. I think for... we should be focused on mining in space. Mining, yeah. Yeah, that's where it's at. What's what is there in abundance on Mars that would benefit us? Might like well, I guess we don't really know because we have to mine there, right? But is there anything? Well, Mars like, would be way too far to have? away. You would. You were talking about like the, more the moon then. Um, asteroids. Oh, touche. Asteroids. Yeah, you would mine yeah. asteroids. Uh, ones that are already in close orbit to Earth. Because mm-hmm. the most expensive part is not actually the mining. Right. Um, it's getting there and then and shipping back. the shit back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it costs more in rocket fuel to get mm-hmm. the ore back to Earth than the ore is worth, um, sorry, the cat's scratching shit, <laughs> then no one's going to do it, you know. Right. She's she... really fascinated with oh, like she has a, a bottle cap is what it is. <laughs> sorry, folks. Um, so yeah, you would have to, it'd have to be cost, um, beneficial. Mm-hmm. So you'd want to get as close as possible. So you'd want to start with asteroids. And, okay. I, I wonder how that would work. Cause a lot of asteroids that do orbit us only come, you know, close to earth, you know, ever so often and they get shot back out into space and some of them have these really mass orbits. Mm-hmm. So I almost wonder, so it would have to be almost a mission to where it's like you get there and then it's like, all right, well we have, you know, 20 days until like you can't come back, you know, <laughs> right, and then right. having to find a way to launch off of it again or finish up everything, you know, and then God forbid if something I, goes wrong, let me, let me grab take care of the cat. Quick, yeah. Second. She's, 
She's a fucking mess, this cat. All day, she just begs to come into my room so that she can sleep. And then she comes in here while we podcast, and she's like, now I'm going to make as much noise as I possibly can. <laughs> All righty. We're back in business. Welcome back, Matthew. So what were we saying now? What was the last thing we said? Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, we were talking about how you would only have a certain amount of time. Oh, oh, right, right. Orbit around so in, well, in a perfect world, you wouldn't send people to mine it. You would just send machines oh, it would be okay, just like yeah. a drone an unmanned drone when it gets there it would have little rovers that come out and mine oh, touche, yeah. um i guess you know it would be it could probably build a platform of some kind before mm-hmm. it starts mining right use that platform as storage for the ore or whatever for mm-hmm. that 20 days or maybe it's a year maybe it's got to come back to where it was right whatever and then at that time be able to shoot the whole load back mm-hmm. you know it'd have to be some kind of self-contained system that usually works best in space. Touche. People Damn. are like incredibly expensive to send to space and they can die really super easily. So yep. <laughs> we don't really, we're not very super great. Literally at everything people. around you could kill you. <laughs> yeah. Space is really, really deadly. <laughs> Literally space is. But robots yeah. do awesome. So robots you know, do great. With solar power, they can go forever. Speaking of like new technologies in the future and stuff, I was listening to a podcast today that had this scientist on there, this researcher, and and I can't remember his name, but he was talking about ge- humans in the future being able to genetically modify themselves, you know, okay. both before being born and after being born. And I, I didn't listen long enough. I I was listening just on my way home from work uh, to like how you exactly would go about doing that. Mm-hmm. But he was saying in like 10 years, like that would just be something that humans can just do. Like you can just go to like where people get plastic surgery, get bigger butts, boobs, or whatever. Now you can just go to a doctor and be like, I want red eyes. Yeah. And just be like, okay, well, here's red eyes. Uh, Yeah. Gene modification. Oh, that's fucking so- crazy to me. We actually did a podcast about this. About, we talked a little about bit about it. a month it, yeah. or two ago. Well, I just didn't realize um, it was that close. Like, yeah, they literally it to be like that close in our future. So the whole deal is they built the machine, the mm-hmm. machine that would do this. They have it, right? They fucking built the, the it, China guy. And then they were like, "Well, can't do this. We can't test if it works because the only way to test if it works is to use it on someone, right. and that would be unethical mm-hmm. because we don't know if it's going to work or not." Right. This China guy was like, fuck you all, and just did it. He just mm-hmm. tried it on these twins. Yeah. And supposedly it worked. Right. And then he announced it, and he ran away into hiding. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not to so say that we, we literally have it. Well, it's not to say, My point necessarily wasn't that we already have the technology. It was because at first, what's the way that I saw this all playing out is the people that would have access, like the only way genetically modifying anything would be allowed would be in the case of like, I'm sure mounds of paperwork and then, you know, the reasoning behind it. And it's probably going to be used for strong medical reasons first. At right, first, right? You know? Yeah. And then we're going to, I thought it was like, okay, we're riding that train for a while. Before, and then it'll become like plastic yeah, surgery. Yeah, then it becomes more common, becomes plastic surgery. But this yeah. guy was saying it's like plastic surgery in 10 years. And I, that was like what I meant. Like, I didn't realize how close we were to that. Like, oh, we're just, we're just going to jump straight oh. to doing that kind of shit now. Oh, I believe it. We're going to see a really huge huge paradigm shift in technology here soon um and they're building it in our backyard dude i've talked about this once before on the podcast Mm -hmm. but i don't know if people realize but intel 
is a huge maker of um, hardware for computers. Right. Like the the technology that goes inside of it, the chips, things uh-huh. like that. And they have a plant where they make the chips here in Arizona, close to where we live. Mm-hmm. Well, they are building another one of those. So this plant that's already there, I don't remember if it's 25,000 or 40,000, but that's how many workers are in it. So let's just say it's 25,000. Okay. They're literally building a duplicate right next to it. And they've been building it for since I so for at least two years now. Yeah. So that's coming around to being almost done in the next couple of years. Well, I've also heard that there's technology now that I've talked about before where chips are going to be cubes here yes. soon. So rather than pack more information into these chips, mm-hmm. they figured out how to lay the chips on top of each other mm-hmm. in essence. And they don't go one plus one plus one. They go, they, they're exponential. Mm-hmm. So it's times itself, that answer times itself, that answer times itself. It's, it's exponential. Right. Um, I truly believe that in the next couple years here, very, very soon, we're going to see technology take a huge jump where it's going to be these cubes inside of it now instead of these chips are going to be like saying floppy disk. Right. So what do you think that's going to mean for just to use a a, a common example? What do you think that's going to mean for like smartphones, for example? Like how will smartphones change with that kind of technology at our fingertips? I think the – well, okay, think about it this way. They usually don't develop technology unless there is a – a cost benefit unless right. there's already some a plan in place to make money off of it mm-hmm. right because it costs a, a tremendous amount of money for R&D for research right. and development so they've spent all this money on R&D they've already been doing it for the last 10 years well what else have they been developing for the last 10 years they've been developing virtual and particularly augmented realities right well the limitations on those is processing power imagination is is limitless we can think of all these great things to do Mm -hmm. but the machines we make we don't have a computer strong enough we got to make a shit ton of computers tie them all together and make Mm -hmm. them into one big ass computer so that it can run this augmented uh software i guess you know i mean now they'll have a tremendous amount of processing power in one machine And it's going to bring, I believe, uh-huh. augmented reality to the masses. That's the reason for it. Okay. So it's going to be used more primarily for stuff like that than something like improving smartphones. Well, you might, I you mean, might we, have we one technology go into the other. Right. Um, like something more like glasses kind of coming. How Google exactly. like Google Glass I think thing. carrying something in your pocket is mm-hmm. going to be like what we say a pager now. Back in the day, pagers Ooh, were badass. They were top notch. Uh-huh. The razor, remember the razor? We were just talking about this the other day. Yeah. That was a flip phone. That was like <laughs> that a half inch thick. Had, yeah. But Snoop Dogg had it at the time, dude. It was it was the top notch, cutting edge. Yeah. You know, super fast. You could play Snake on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's gonna be caveman ish to have a fucking computer in your pocket. I, think, I wear my computer or I have contact lenses that are my computer. Right. I think it's, it may even become to the point to where how everybody has smartphones. I think 
if technology like that develops, it'll just be everybody wears glasses, right? And the, you know, glasses will become a fashion statement amongst everybody, you know, in those regards. But because like, I, I remember the Google Glass, the, the thing when Google Glass first came out where I was like, what the fuck about? I got about? to play with a pair of those. Did you really? I did. Tell me about it. When I worked at UPS, uh-huh. I had a guy who shipped it. Um, I didn't get to like wear it and use it like that but okay. i got to touch it and play with it and like check it out and so for so correct me if i'm wrong but they're they're not really glasses as so much as like it's this they're basically just frames you put on and then there's like a little window in like the top corner right if, yeah, if i remember essence, that correctly they there's were no, like, they were pretty bulky they were bulkier than than what you would think glasses yeah no there's no like glass lenses on them okay no no um it's more of a reflection going on like a light reflection going on okay but i remember them being more akin to like sunglasses mm-hmm. like they were bigger bulkier mm. um i don't know they didn't seem at the time like something that would be practical Right. For everyone to wear. They seemed like a very niche thing to me. Very much like if you have the money to spend, you know, I'm going to try this fun toy. Like if you're a big enough nerd, you would put that on. Like Because clearly everyone is going to know you have that on to nerd out. Okay. You know what I mean? I see what you mean, yeah. Like you're very obvious with it on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, and then all of a sudden it just went away. Like they just stopped developing it. It was like it was a fad and then the fad just died out. It just went away. I don't know if it was um, like... A law that got passed, like legislation that happened, mm-hmm. or well, I, I don't know. I knew somebody. I don't think it was that. I think it was literally just you know the, the the imagination surpassed the technology that we currently had available to us at the time. Because I did have a friend who did find himself. He was at like some like technology convention type of thing, right? So they were you know giving these for people to play with. Um, and he put one on and one thing that he said he just didn't like is for one, he did speak about how it was like a little uncomfortable to wear. I'm assuming that's because it was bulkier. Um, and two, because it's just this little window in the corner, it just became more of a nuisance than something that was practical. You know, it, it basically, it's like if, if if somebody texts you on your phone in this little box, it will just kind of tell you, you have a text message and then maybe it will like scroll the text across the screen and stuff like that. But it requires you to take, you know, my attention off of you to notice in my peripheral vision that I have a text message and, you know, just 100% draw my attention to that, which you really can't anyway, because it's right in front of you, but it's in a corner so it's just, I don't know, he just said it was weird, just wasn't practical. I, I think but, it was very smart for them to pull it and not yeah. start selling it to the I masses. Um, I think they know. I think mm-hmm. they know the power of the augmented reality. Mm-hmm. I think they know they already have a plan. They yeah. being the major software companies already have a plan of how they're going to brand it, how mm-hmm. they're going to sell it, how they're going to charge us to use it. Mm-hmm. And they they know it's the future. They know right. it's that next step that's going to launch them forward into being trillion dollar companies instead of billion dollar companies. Oh yeah, and I and I think that's why we'll get to a point to where, you know, people will be able to wear glasses just like the glasses that you wear. But they're they're all going to be you know in that augmented world. You'll just manipulate things in the world around you. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Or. Uh, 
or even be able to do things like, cause one thing I think is coolest about augmented reality as opposed to like VR is what we've been able to see with, uh, the test and everything that they've shown on stages is if you're wearing the augmented reality glasses and you just have a normal coffee table, but with your glasses, you're able to create, you know, make Minecraft show up on this table, which is one of the tests that we saw. And then you're able to manipulate it and everything. And then if I, you know, come out into the living room and then I see you messing with something that I can't see, all I have to do is put on my augmented reality glasses mm -hmm. and I can now see exactly what you're seeing. That yeah. part is the coolest part to me is that well, you we're going to find out that animals will be able to see it too, that certain shit's going to get affected Ooh, by us true, doing it yeah. that we don't even know yet. Well, and you're going to have this new kind of shift. And this is kind of what this guy was talking about, going back to like the genetic um, genetic modifying you know, mm -hmm. human beings, is right now we have this argument of food right you know organic versus something that's filled with gmos or pesticides oh, right, right. or gotcha. what have you something that's artificially you know made to be bigger what you know whatever it is and we're going to see that shift with people you're going to have organic people and you're going to have people who like the new technology and you know and you'll see it even with not just like genetically modifying anything but you'll see it with like augmented reality you'll have people who live in augmented reality and you'll still see the hippies on Instagram going you know glass you know hashtag glass free you know or whatever it is at the time and you're going to have this this two kind of fighting force with each other and people where it's not going to necessarily be about what we eat anymore it's going to be about what kind of world do you live in? Do you live in I a think, virtual one or a real one? I think at first, definitely, you'll have the haves and have-nots mm -hmm. for sure. But I think something like augmented reality, it it's like saying electricity or the wheel mm, or fire. I think that, that now changes mankind into – I mean, yeah, you'll have a couple generations – Right. Of of Mohicans that don't use it and get by, right. but it it's it'll become like the internet or anything where you won't be able to not use it. You you everyone will use it. It's almost it's like almost like email. We were just talking about email the other day. Yeah, you it's just kind of like have a modern. It. I don't know if you would call it a natural selection mm -hmm. or or an evolution, but it's like having it having augmented reality would make mm -hmm. you so far superior in that you yeah. could get so much more done and be so much more um, efficient mm -hmm. that to not have it, there would be no way to compare with someone who did have it. Right. So therefore, through natural selection, you're going to be weaker and you're going to be weeded out. So not by death, but you're going right. to start choosing to use it because you'll the other way of life will be weeded out. Absolutely. I mean, we see that same thing with like, the internet, for example, right? You right. Know, as in more of a broader scale than like just email, you know, it's sure you could choose to just not use the internet and do everything, you know, in person or be more personal and everything. But at some point, you know, the, you have to use the internet. It's just to. part of society or, now. Or akin to um, cars versus a horse and buggy. Yes. You see zero horse and buggies mm -hmm. on the road along with the cars. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm sure some people enjoy horses much more than they do yeah. cars. Well, to, uh, if you want to travel, it's so much more efficient to do it in a car. Exactly. That, that is now what society mm -hmm. 
does. And it's funny you bring up like the evolution and the natural selection because that was one of the arguments that are kind of being that's kind of being, you know, thrown out into the universe right now, whereas people are kind of misrepresenting what natural or like an or you know, organic really is. I think and if people can make it, then it's natural. Then it's natural. And that's which ex- would mean that the internet is natural. Is natural, and that's exactly what uh, people are arguing right now. So it's like we look at these cities and the kind of technology that we have and everything, and we sit there and go, "Well, it's not natural." It's like, no, it's natural. That's, well, that's natural why it's progression. To this. Yeah. Yes, that's technology is very much natural. Mm-hmm. If if we can make it, then it was supposed to be here. It was something that is. It's part of the rules. It's mm-hmm. like when you play a video game. If it's in the game, then you can do it. Right. right? It's it's part of the rules. Well, same thing with with life and reality. Mm-hmm. Like, the reason that we got to this point is these choices that we've made have led to success and life prospering, and the choices that did not lead to that are no longer here. Yes, and it's not just humans; animals do that. Whether you believe in in evolution that people came from animals, that's not what I'm talking about here. What right. I'm talking about is within a species. In order for that species to survive through time and changes, Mm -hmm. it has to adapt. Yeah. And you see it all the time. Yes. Uh, The the strong survive. Mm -hmm. So technology is part of that, man. We're we're so far advanced to animals that we're humans. We're a different thing, Mm -hmm. and we create tools and technology. Um, So what would you say then— in kind of the argument of, because one thing we're trying to do right now is, you know, the save the planet movement. And that's, yeah. you know, a big part of that is save the animals or a lot of animals are on the endangered species list. But just playing devil's advocate here, couldn't you argue that these animals that are on the endangered species list that are going extinct or becoming extinct because of our progression in society and in life isn't that also natural? Isn't I, that I just, think that is, yes. I, I think, think so that too, it's right? the only reason that a, um, oh, I don't know an example off the top of my head, but the only reason that an endangered species would mm-hmm. continue to survive is through human intervention. Right. Is for us to create an artificial environment that is not natural, that mimics nature, but it's not natural. Mm-hmm put those species in that habitat and artificially keep them alive. Yes. Nature would wipe that fucking species out. Mm -hmm. Nature has wiped out bajillions of species. Mm -hmm. It's no big deal. Nature's created a lot of them too. Um, It, yeah, they're, they're a flick in the dust to nature. So what about something like bees being on the honeybees specifically, being on the endangered species list now, you know, and we've heard, I haven't done crazy research into it, but I mean, we've all heard the arguments of like, if the bees go extinct, everything goes extinct, right? You know, or humans die or whatever it is, you know, causes some big issue. Well, and, they're the uh, main, they're, I think the argument is that bees are the number one pollinator. Right. On earth. Uh-huh. Um, not the only pollinator, mm-hmm. but the most abundant. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I guess that kind of answers my question. Because my question to you was just going to be, do you think we should be making strides to save the bees or just let no, I know, think that its course? When we fuck with it, mm-hmm. we when we try to intervene, we make it worse in the long run. I think that if nature is killing off the bees, mm-hmm. okay, 
if there's an increase in in some kind of toxicity on the planet due to whatever, all right, there's a natural including system in us. order, including us. Let's yes. say the toxicity is carbon. Okay, okay. I just didn't want to be specific, right. but let's say we're spewing out some kind of toxin into the air and it's killing everything. Mm-hmm. All right, Mother Nature still has a system. So, if nature can support that many humans. And that many humans can make that much waste. It means that nature can support that much waste. Otherwise, it wouldn't have supported the creators of the waste to begin with. Interesting. All right. So we got there. Now, what? Help me out here. What was my? What was the original point that we were working on? So, just if we should like save a species from going okay, extinct. and it, and yeah. it makes it worse when we do. Yeah. So if Mother Nature decides that the bees are dying. Okay, and it doesn't decide that, but whatever's happening in the world is killing off the bees. Uh-huh. At that same time, I think that the plants are going to start changing mm-hmm. because the system now knows that there's an imbalance. Right. Okay. So when you artificially intervene and try to mess up that imbalance and make it balanced again, mm-hmm. now the plants already started changing genetically the way that they pollinate, let's say, mm-hmm. or another species of flying creature already started changing genetically maybe to like pollen mm-hmm. who knows and because it sees the bees decreasing now you come along you bring the bees back mother nature can't reverse these genetic changes that have already happened in these other creatures and species mm-hmm. so now you have a further imbalance do that over generations and generations and generations and you no longer have nature you have an artificial environment that humans are sustaining a balance in. Interesting. You see what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I don't think that nature would, for a super loose lack of terms, I don't think nature would allow itself to be destroyed by something that it creates. So what about in terms of climate change then because mm-hmm. the argument with climate change is that you know we're basically causing the greenhouse effect here on earth and making the earth hotter mm-hmm. in general so would would that be in that in, in that, that same kind of theory of like well we can't really destroy the earth because the earth created us and it can handle whatever it is that we do i uh, yes that's what i would think Interesting. So like what so So the just theorizing here, what do you think would happen then as the like carbon dioxide levels are, are getting? Well oh, I think higher? there would be an ice age. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just I think it's to a totally natural age. system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I I don't think science is wrong. I'm not saying right. that science is wrong. They they have very specifically mapped no, out what, what would happen. Be, we would just be making this particular ice age happen at this point, instead of like nature doing it naturally. Well, well I, no. I mean, I guess that's the argument. I think it would have happened either general, way. But. So, okay, where does the carbon come from? The carbon comes from us burning fuel, right? Right. The fuel, where does that come from? The fuel, and I'm not belittling you. I'm I'm breaking it down yeah, mostly yeah, for I, yours. I the the fuel comes from oil. Mm-hmm. The oil comes from the ground. The oil is created by biological beings, mm-hmm. things that used to be alive that were particularly made out of meat. So animals. Mm-hmm. They used to be alive that died. When they decomposed over millions of years, they become oil. Right. Okay. So basically they're the dinosaurs. They're mm-hmm. everything from that time period that's decomposed. So <clears throat> no alien force came and squirted a bunch of black oil on our planet. Right. Okay. It's a total it's a natural substance. Mm-hmm. It's we will become oil one day. If you buried you in the backyard, 
your shit would become a couple of drops of oil right. in a million fucking years from now or whatever. Circle of life. All right. <laughs> so that's in the ground. It came from the ground. It went back to the ground. You can't create or destroy energy. You can only change its its composition. Being, yeah. it, what what matter it is. Mm-hmm. So that energy is now in the earth. It gets dispelled into the air. If it wasn't humans burning it, it would have come up through a natural source of um, the ground, the earth, mm-hmm. the shell of the earth, the mantle moves. It's like lava on the bottom. The right. shit from the bottom comes up. The stuff from the top goes back down. It's like a rock cycle. Mm-hmm. So it would have got burned up in that cycle anyway, mm-hmm. dispelled into the atmosphere somehow. And nature would have took its course we're not humans are not adding any fuel to the fire we're Mm -hmm. just burning the fuel that's around us right it's like we might be speeding so it's almost an argument of we might be speeding up certain processes but they're going to happen anyway because like in the argument of like they're gonna happen anyway yeah like the ice age thing uh, and i'm hesitant to even say that we're speeding it up because in the in the scaling of things Mm -hmm. If I mean, if we are speeding it up, it's it's not something that you would notice in even a lifetime. It's, right. In my opinion, I I don't think that the amount that our us little specks on this <laughs> floating rock in space, these right. little specks, have enough com- combined <laughs> matter to even make a difference. Right. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. So yeah, speeding it up, I guess technically, mm-hmm. but. I'm I'm hesitant that I even agree with that. I feel you, and I I, I definitely like have, have had those thoughts on you know things with like con- climate change before, but I never thought about it on a level of like species, you know, endangered species and such. And I mean, you're right; there are species that we keep alive, you know, that end up dying out anyway, <laughs> regardless if it's us or something else, you know, that's doing it. Yeah. But, well, and. I mean, we talk about balance all the time, Mm -hmm. and I think most people are in agreement that there's some kind of balance to life and nature in the world, right? Uh And if one species is dying, then why would you not think that another species is being born? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a system. If more yeah. things died than were born, that we would be finite. There <laughs> yes. would be no more fucking animals left. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Why do animals keep going? Mm-hmm. Because new ones come around. Right. They change. Fucking world's That's crazy, man. <laughs> I'm also a little bit more um, jaded, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is a word term when it comes to the whole environment and climate change. Like if I see a picture of them cutting down the rainforest, I right. don't start crying. I don't go like, right. "Oh my lord, yeah. we're gonna die!" Like, no, you're good. <laughs> More trees are getting planted, right? And the ocean makes most of our oxygen anyway. Read a book. It doesn't come <laughs> from the trees. It comes from the ocean. So I'm not too worried about those kind of things. I feel you. I get that. But I, I definitely don't. just me. I definitely don't blame people who think that way. And you know, I'm always just like to eat your own. I'm not in the majority, though. I'm I'm aware of that. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't even say that. I think it's literally just one of those things, you know, that we see with, you know, today and and really our entire lifetime, where you know there are just there are certain people who think certain things who just know to stay quiet. 
you know, about it. You know, it's like, cause you know, and a lot of the times it's just because they know how the world's going to react to it. Right. I mean, we've talked about sure. this with like actors in Hollywood, you know, there's conservative actors, but they don't talk about that. Oh, you are definitely not supposed to say that when you see the rainforest being cut down, you're not bothered by it. Yeah. That is not exactly. a popular thing to hear. That is not what most people would write as their answer. You're not on supposed a test. to say you don't care about the environment. Everybody's supposed to. You know, I do care about the environment. Care. I'm just not scared. I'm not worried that, we're affecting the environment all gotcha. that much. You know, the one thing that I did watch um, a couple documentaries mm-hmm. on, because Justin got into it, uh-huh. and it did bother me a little bit, is the fucking coral reefs, dude. The reefs oh, in the, the ocean. the sun bleaching that's happening yes. and all that shit? Yeah. So that, we might be speeding that up a little bit. So what is... That's what is, a little bit... That's happening so fast. Uh-huh. That to me, it feels like even that is a little unnatural. Mm. The speed at which it's happening. So is that why it bothers you? Just because it's happening the spe- so quickly? Yes. The actual action of the bleaching of the coral, even if uh-huh. all the fucking coral on earth died. Right. I'm not particularly bothered by that. Uh-huh. What does bother me, though, is the amount of destruction that is so visible uh-huh. to the naked eye and the speed at which it's happening. Well, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because that loops around back again to climate change. I know, you but know? that's the only part that actually I get that's a little bit part worried. Of the climate change I get a little argument. scared when I when I watch things about the like the Great Barrier Reef and shit. Uh-huh. Dude, we wipe that fucker out. That thing's yeah. almost gone. Which is crazy. It's huge. Ad. I don't even know if you can understand. I didn't understand how big it is. No, like I, I definitely understand how big it it's is. It's like bigger than fucking Australia. Yeah, dude, exactly. In it's the like a ocean. Continent it's huge. It yeah. And we have all but annihilated it. It's basically mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit scary. A little scary. disconcerting, right? Well, the only thing that worries me is, is the balance. Is I don't know if something can come to life. And replace it that quickly, you know, to yes. go along with my original theory here. Mm-hmm. Um, we we don't cut the forest down at the rate that we wiped out the reefs, dude. No. That shit got fucked up. And what's what's funny is we deliberately were trying to cut down the trees, you know. We weren't deliberately yeah. trying to kill the barrier no, reef. No, just happened. That just happened. That was just a side effect of it. But it also makes me think we've had ice ages before in history. Oh yeah, um, we've had many. We've, we've, that's proven. We have history. Yes. Um, so maybe that's just what I would only to them. assume that yeah. there was a large amount of carbon dioxide in the air that led to a greenhouse effect that led to the ice age again. Yeah, absolutely. So I would only assume that if coral reefs existed back then, they were wiped out back then also. Yeah, and came back in some way. Well, and what I think would end up happening is. Because right now what you have is just the remnants of it, right? So it's called sun bleaching. So everything yeah. that was colorful and moving it's is just all like just a skeleton. white now. Yeah, it's a white skeleton, exactly. And so I would argue that I bet those just stay there. All of that, that sun oh, yeah, bleaching would they just... Exactly. Yeah. And then I think, yeah, the the second you know ice age is over, carbon dioxide levels go down, well, now that they're just going to be like, all right, well, we're back again, and here we are. Or you the know. shit deeper down survives, mm-hmm. and then yeah. slowly through through a couple generations brings its way back up towards the light. Mm-hmm. You know? it's Life is pretty resilient, man. Yes, it is. Life's number one goal is to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a human or an animal or a plant, if it's alive, 
the number one goal is to stay alive. Yes. Because if you, the second that you're not doing that, nothing matters anymore. Mm-hmm. The, the first step to getting anything accomplished is to stay alive. So things are very, very good at doing that. Yeah. I mean, just an example. We look at babies. Oh, they're so fragile. There's a, babies are resilient as fuck. Oh, yeah. They're resilient as fuck. You can drop those fuckers. They're fine. And 100% instinctual. Have you seen the videos where they put like a, a newborn baby in a – or you know, not a newborn, newborn, right. but like a baby in a pool and it just fucking knows to turn on its back and just fucking float there? Well, it's even better than that, Adam. Your body is built in a way that it will do that. Your body will float naturally to the top. Right. Babies are balanced in a way oh, that they will flip over. Their head is heavier the, than their butt. But it's just that so babies know, though. You know, it's it's. I don't know. It's just so. They'll it's just so crazy to me. The they tell I kids watched, if you if you start drowning, just relax. Yeah. Just chill and just relax, and you'll naturally just float up to the top. How fucking crazy! When I first watched one of those fucking videos and then putting this baby in a pool, like uh-huh. face down. Oh, it looks crazy, doesn't it? It, lo- it looks. It's fake. like you're gonna fucking kill it a looks baby. Fake. No, it's not. When, when they turn around and everything, I'm like, oh, that's a fucking doll. They have a doll that little kids yeah. can play with that will just turn around in the pool for it. Like, no, no it's Broski, a real it's fucking totally... baby. Yeah, their their oh. their heads are super buoyant, so they flip over. Yeah. Yeah. I think an adult though will come up and it'll be your back will be up. Oh yeah, because your your head is proportioned to your body when you get Mm -hmm. older. But when you're little, you just fucking (laughs) it's it's like nature knows. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it knows. Or humans, like anything else, Mm -hmm. enough of them drowned that our genes changed and natural selection. We started having bigger heads. Yes. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I wasn't around back then. I don't. But I would assume it's happened that way. Yeah. It's fucking crazy to think about. Life is amazing. Think of like the sickest you've ever been, dude. Like I've literally been 106 degrees. Mm -hmm. I had a fever so bad when I was a kid. Um, I was probably eight or nine or 10 that I was literally going in and out of consciousness. I was passed out. And one of the times I woke up, I was literally in the bathtub with water and ice. My parents were taking bags of ice and putting it in the water. And I was just laying in there. Um, like that's near death. You're mm-hmm. literally a couple of degrees away from just being dead. Yes. And not only did I live, but I kept growing. I thrived and look at me now. Like mm-hmm. now I'm a healthy adult male. You would have never known that happened. Right. It's, because it's the crazy. only choice is to live through it. Otherwise, yes. nothing else matters. Well, and it's, a, <laughs> yeah, well, and it's amazing going back to like the, the natural instinct thing that happens to, you know, we were talking about babies with uh, being able to turn around in a pool. But going back to like the being sick thing and our new yeah. newly found knowledge in the past year about like fasting and stuff like that. Oh, it's incredible. Autophagy, know, dude. Yeah, autophagy. We know that's caused by fasting. If you don't eat it, it's your amazing. body reacts and heals itself. And then what happens when you... You get really sick you lose your appetite yeah. you no longer want food your we body figured that out yourself... me and you figured yeah. that theory out in the backyard that's right of... <laughs> that's right blew our minds when blew we, our did mind. too. we said man the first thing when it, when you get sick mm-hmm. you lose your appetite you don't want to eat mm-hmm. but you're fine right you go two or three days you never get hungry yeah and you you don't die you don't get weak it's literally your body trying to it repair puts itself. itself into autophagy. Yes. If you ever wonder, I used to wonder all the time, 
how the fuck did any of the Native Americans, how the fuck did any medieval people or cave, how did they survive? Mm-hmm. How did enough of them live <laughs> and not get AIDS or cancer or fucking die of the flu or <laughs> right. their leg got stuck in something and they bled to death? <laughs> like, how did anyone make it this far? Literally, the answer is they didn't get sick mm-hmm. because of autophagy. Because they weren't eating. If It's all diet. Mm-hmm. Diet is the answer. Yep. That is why people live so long. Yep. 100%. Yep. And that is why we are so fucked up today with illnesses, dude. It's yeah. 100% diet. Yeah. I mean, there was, uh, I mean, I haven't been on any diet long enough to, to make this claim, but I've watched documentaries about, you know, what people would consider extreme dieters. People have lived on keto, for example, for like 20 years, right? They've lived mm-hmm. nothing but a keto diet. And you mean like was, a medieval person? A medieval person. Yeah, a medieval person had a keto diet. All they ate I was guess, vegetables and meat and water. I guess technically, yeah. Uh, but in modern times, this woman was talking about how she... So she started doing it because she had cancer, right? She had a mm-hmm. tumor. We've already talked about how uh, autophagy and fasting can cure certain types of cancers if it's in its early stage. And But another thing she was... So not only did it cure her cancer, but she was talking about, like, I have never been sick for 20 years. I've never been I haven't had a cold. I haven't had bad allergy attacks. I haven't had a flu. No, just your body will consume sick. it. She she gets those things. Those mm-hmm. things enter her but your body, body. Just fights, but it they're off immediately so quick. consumed. Mm-hmm. They're actually consumed, and you use them as energy. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's fucking crazy, dude. It's out of the. Just don't fucking eat for a few days every week, and you're gonna be the healthiest you've ever fucking do, been. Do please do a little bit of research before you just start. Yes, doing do that. that also because you're gonna fuck your kidneys up if you just start doing that. Listen to a few of our podcasts. You just, know, just do All your research, and you'll be fine. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much out there about it now. And don't fucking cheat by getting fucking frappuccinos every fucking day. Okay? That's not a fucking keto diet. Sugar-free is not sugar-free. On that note, though. <laughs> we should stop. We should stop before we go, go any further. <laughs> We're so passionate about diet, guys. We, we may not practice it all the time, but... We're very passionate about diet. Yes, because we well, it's because we've all been on the diet at one point, and we know uh, how good you feel. It just affects and everything. It does. It, it does. Affects, guys. And if you think we're wrong, prove us wrong. Yeah, prove us wrong, please. Fix your diet. Eat healthy for a week, and prove to us that you don't feel better. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, guys, that brings us to time here. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Remember, you can follow us on all the social media platforms. And we also have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash hardly millennial. And any final thoughts, Matthew? We really do love you guys. We're just, we're just rough on you sometimes. Yeah, you know. But it's because we love you. It's tough love. Tough love. <laughs> all right, bye. Bye-bye, guys. <laughs>